before we part ways, I just wanna say To all my supporters I fucking love y'all to death To all my fans I love y'all to death And I just wanna let y'all know y'all not just fans Y'all my fucking family Period Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Worldcast podcast, which is hosted by World Kenji, Bex World, DHZ World 999, Cupid World, Misery World, and It's Our World. They'll all be tagged in the description below. Go follow them, cool people. We've created this podcast as a way to bring the Juice World community closer together to talk about current affairs, latest Juice World news and all things Juice World in general. If you're part of the community, you'll know that recently there's been divisions between us um, and the aim of this podcast is to repair the damage and spread the true message of 999, which is what Juice World would have wanted. On this episode, we're going to cover how we each individually found out about Juice World, what impacts he had on our lives, our thoughts on his four hit albums, Juice World's potential, and our favourite memories of him and concerts we've been to. So let's get into it. How did everybody find out about Juice World? So I think it was 2017, 2018 summer, and it was on my recommended YouTube videos and it was the Lucid Dreams music video. And I just remember watching and listening to a music video and I just loved his music and I've been listening ever since. But fun fact about when I showed my mum and dad the music video, they called Juice World a snake, <laughs> which is great. Why a snake? Just... You know that bit where he a pops snake. out his, pops his head out of the floor? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's a bit of a boring answer, to be fair. It's quite similar. Uh, I was just, someone uh, in my class decided, because uh, we, we used to do PE, right, uh, and uh, people could put music on. Someone decided to put Lucid Dreams on, and it was a, a really good song, so I just started listening to it through that. So I found out about Juice Fod. Have you guys heard Lil Sky's fake? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of Lil Sky's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like not released. Yeah. I was just doing it on SoundCloud. And then Autograph came up after that one. And obviously, really liked autograph. So then I went on YouTube, typed in Juice World, found Lucid Dreams, and then haven't really stopped listening to him since. Yeah, for me, like I can't even pinpoint a moment where I started listening to him. I mean, of course, the first song that you know hit me was Lucid Dreams, but I can't, I can't really recall a time that I didn't listen to Juice World. Like it's, it's really been a minute. Like for me, it was pretty much I saw it on my friend's Instagram story. He started singing it, and then I just asked him what was that song because I really liked it. And then yeah, happened to be Lucid Dreams. Seems to all be Lucid Dreams, <laughs> pretty much. Seriously, though, like I don't go a single day without listening to Juice World. Like, I can't. I'm addicted to his music. <laughs> yeah, same. Especially with the leaks and everything. All right. So, what impact has he had on our lives, guys? Just, like, the fact that every day we listen to him and, like, the fact that we're all part of this community together and it's all just, like, one big family, if you know what I mean. And it's just... It's just... And, like, just listening to his music on the daily as well, like, that's a big impact because I I've, I've never listen to an artist as much as I do Juice. 
is is like an everyday listen. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like I couldn't stop listening to Juice. Like even after his death, like I still listen to him like 24/7, pretty much. I'm exactly the same. Like if somebody said to me, "Do you want to just listen to other artists but never listen to Juice again, or just listen to Juice but never anyone else?" I'd have to pick Juice because his music is that important to me, and it's so like it's so addictive for me. But it also I've my whole life I've suffered with a lot of mental health issues, anxiety, depression, all like that. Uh, and his music, it's just something I could relate with, and it it really helped me with my like coping with the issues, especially now during the pandemic, because those the things I used to use for coping were like going to football matches, stuff like that. But obviously you can't go, so now whenever I just feel stressed, I just put some music on juice. Like it just helps so much. How did everybody find out about his death? How did you guys find out? Oh, that that was that was horrible. That day was horrid. Yeah. It, yeah, I think I remember seeing it on um rap, you know that Instagram yeah. profile. Yeah. And it's always that one picture with that yellow that one picture, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember seeing Juice World suffers a seizure at a Chicago airport. So the initial headline didn't exactly indicate that he'd passed away. So it was only, you know, overnight uh, as you know, developed developments were made and announcements were made that we 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 knew that he was dead at first. It was um, just theory. Uh, I remember just just feeling like heartbroken. Like how can someone with so much potential, someone who deserves to live so much, like be taken from us so quickly, and like to know how much you know, as we've all just said, how much we depend on him and how he affects us to have that taken away like it's it's it was massive for the community for sure like i remember going into school i think it was the day after and i remember pretty much everybody in school was just talking about it and it was being pretty much brung up in every conversation and it it was a big thing it wasn't just for like us and all that like there there was so many people who listened to him have you guys seen that uh, the video where they were playing speak uh, playing juice world in the toilets? Yeah, yeah, that was literally what our school was like. Oh, yeah. Literally, like we had we had pee like the next day, Every, like massive speakers we were all playing it. It's crazy. Like speaking of like his death, obviously sometimes right with uh, his music because he lives on so much in his music, I'll forget what what actually happened and then like some night or something i'll just be listening to i don't know righteous and then it just sets in that he's gone and it's just like it's horrible yeah that is true like it does feel like i mean i think it was ali who used this term that juice used his music as a journal in the sense that he is able to communicate with us like directly how he's feeling that i think that's why people feel so like emotionally attached to him is because of the way that we're able to relate to him because he's so open. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, a good, it's a good thing how how open he is because uh, a lot a lot in the past a lot of people weren't open about this kind of thing and it's important that we are because if we're not open about these these kind of issues then people die from it. Obviously, even like what happened to Juice. But like I know what happened to Juice, but he's like with his music, he saved the lives of so many people who were going through those issues by speaking about him. I know yeah. someone who he did 
pretty much safe because if I didn't introduce them to his music, I'm pretty sure something would have happened because the, they like thank me for introducing them to his music and how they help him get by day to day and all that. He, he just has a big impact on everybody's life. Like the people, everybody who listens to this, you, you just feel something. It, uh, you, it's hard to explain the feeling that you get when listening to his music. Like the first time when Righteous released, I got like goosebumps and all that. Just, I think it was the realization that he was gone, if you know what I mean. And the fact that we hadn't heard anything about him for quite a long time. Yeah, as yeah. I remember, as I was saying to you yesterday, everyone remembers how they felt when they heard Righteous for the first time. Like that that is an overwhelming song and I don't think there's a Juice fan in the community who can hand on heart say that that song doesn't impact them because it's it's so it's so raw and so open like it's beautiful it's like beautiful but tragic at the same time you know I listen to that song every day because to me it's just it's one it's just like the song it's just one of those songs that once you hear it it just sticks with I, I can't forget about it and it's stuck in your head and everything. I want that song played at my funeral. So we're going to have to move on now to the next topic, which is our thoughts on his albums. Um, the four albums we will be talking about is World on Drugs, Goodbye and Good Riddance, Death Race for Love and Legends Never Die. Never so made. we each want to take it in turns to give you top four. Let's start with Ryan, please. Sorry, I've just got to state this before. World on Drugs is proper slept on. <laughs> most of most of my favourite songs are on World on Drugs. Like, hundred percent agree. Like, uh, it's well slept on. I think it's because really it first came out when he was starting to blow up. I think that's why it slept on a bit because it isn't like it was his debut album. Yeah, but you also of- have to think like. You don't often see many up and coming artists getting a feature album with someone as you know as big as Future. Like yeah. that isn't talked about enough. Right. Yeah, because if you look at Lelouzivert, uh, he only got his album with Future last year. Well, Ju- Juice just comes in and gets it like after like one album. That's crazy. Something massive. Like I saw something a few weeks back. Like the amount of artists that tried to get a song with Juice was incredible i think there was like a 200 li- like a list of 200 artists who actually tried to get a song with juice and that's like mainstream artists yeah well um if you look at the i think it's a go music video juice says to Leroy that he's giving him a 200 thousand dollar gift by putting giving him a verse i mean if i got that for my birthday i don't, I don't even know how i'd react <laughs> yeah, did you hear that uh, Bibby is trying to, is making people pay like a million pounds? Yeah, that's stupid. That's appalling. That like I'm not like it. It kind of makes sense some things now. Like uh, how scheme on his album like book fifty were missing at first. I was like I was a bit confused why, but now it makes complete sense. Charging a million pounds for that song. What the that's fuck? just unnecessary. Did scheme even pay a million quid just to? Get bug fifty out. I, I, hope I not. doubt it because someone tweeted under my tweet about it that 
scheme had to waive any rights to the music and to the money made off the music in order for it to be released. Sorry, so but that, that's J- Jared's really best bad. friend didn't make any money. Yeah, that's that's messed up right there. And and Juice like Scheme was the one who should have made any money off of that song. Yeah, true. Exactly. And like, what did a label need a million pounds for? Juice World is 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 passed away. He it's not like he needs the money. Like, if there's one person who should make money off of that song, it's Scheme because he made the beat for it. He, he helped make the song. What did the other people do? Absolutely nothing. It's just a cash grab, pretty much. Yeah, that's why they chain smokers songs with Juice World haven't released. So, top uh, four albums, please. Um, World on Drugs, definitely. Definitely. Your second one. Uh, Goodbye and Good Riddance. And then. Third. Yeah. Uh, I. It's a hard choice because Legends Never Die was just. I loved it at the start when I first heard it and all that, but it's kind. I kind of like prefer other albums after. So I pref, like I listen to Death Race for Love more than I do Legends Never Die now. So yeah. I'll probably say Death Race for Love for third. Well, for me, it would be Death Race for Love as my top choice because I'm an Ali Sim. I love all the love songs about Ali. <laughs> I love how happy he was in that music. Um, second would be Goodbye and Good Riddance for obvious reasons, full of absolute bangers. Then it's going to be Legends Never Die because it's beautiful, but I would have preferred less about his death on that album, more about his legacy and how he will live on. Um, and then fourth, World on Drugs for me because... It, I don't think it showed Jared's full range of what he's capable of, um, you know, in terms of how he can he can perform on all different types of songs. But on World on Drugs, they seem to be like all, you know, very similar in, in future style of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I just think if Bibi didn't lie and say there's going to be no leak, I think it was Bibi, I can't remember, it was someone said there was going to be no leaks on Legends Never Die. And then if he I think like, he said that for Outsiders. I think it was outsiders. for Outsiders. Yeah. Someone said that there would be no leaks for Legends Never Die. And I would say for my first one, it's Goodbye and Good Riddance. Because, yeah, as Beck said, it had so many bangers. And then it has a lot of relatable music for my second. I really enjoyed World on Drugs when it came out. Like I have some of my top three songs on there. And then third is Death Race for Love. And then last is Legends Never Die. Because, I don't know, I didn't really enjoy listening to Juice talk about a lot of the things all the time. Kind of made me feel, like, really bad. So, yeah. So, uh, so for me personally, my favourite Juice album is actually Death Race for Love. And uh, the reason I love that album so much is because it's, it's a very, uh, very versatile album, like... It's got it's got sad songs like robbery Rob, robbery one of my favorite songs on the album when I first heard it obviously because that, that's one of his most popular mainstream songs. Robberies, yeah, top five. Yeah, uh, but like the album is so versatile because it has songs like robbery. Then it's got sad songs like who shot Cupid, but then it's got great love songs like oh won't let go such a good song. 
Oh, like just, I'm trying to even think. Won't this, let go. Desire. Desire is so flaws and sins. Flaws and sins is so good. Is, 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 I'm starting to think at the minute, it might be my favourite song on the album. Uh, that that song's so underrated. And then uh, it's a bit my second favourite album, which uh, it's quite a controversial take. This is actually Legends Never Die, and that's because. That's because I know, like individually, the story it, it doesn't tell much of a story and not got much of a theme. But the individual songs on that album are absolutely amazing. Like "Righteous" is on it, which I know was originally released as a single, but he's still on it. Then you've got "Wishing Well," that's an amazing song. Mm-hmm. You've got "Blood on My Jeans," they're all just amazing songs. Then my my third favorite album would probably be "Goodbye and Good Riddance." I love that album. It's uh, obviously got like I lo- I've got good memories of that album. I love the. Uh, it's got a, like I don't think that's that album has a single miss on it. Goodbye and good riddance. Nah, but my my personal favourite song on that album would be uh, Used to. I love that song so much, but I know I don't hear it get talked about that much. Uh, used to so far. Yeah. My least favourite, just like out of the four, I still love the album. Is World on Drugs, and that's just because. Like Beck said, it's it's quite like repetitive. A lot of the songs sound very similar, like future style of music, and it it's very good. But there's a few songs on there that I don't really listen to. But then at the same time, there's some absolute bangers on there, like the title track, Fine China, Hard Work Pays Off. They're all amazing songs. But like, mm-hmm. if I had to grade the albums overall, that would probably be my least favorite. Okay, have we all done? the top four now well all i'd want to say right is it's hard to pick top like put them in order because like i was still like kind of like half between putting world on drugs first and goodbye and good riddance Mm. because like i've i've found myself this is just more of recent of listening to world on drugs more than any other album and there's just so many songs that i enjoy listening to and it also gives a positive vibe as well we're now going to speak on how big do we think Juice could have gotten if he had five more years? And do you think he would have been one of the most influential artists ever? Can we start with Ryan again? Please? Definitely. Because, like, you're hearing, like, with Legends Never Die, it done like 450,000 streams first week. And I know that could possibly be because of his death, and then more people find out about him and listen to his music. But within them five years, so much more could happen. He could have features with so many more different style of artists. He could experiment with so much like different genres of music. And you've got there's just so much that he had in in would have had in that five years that I could see him being as big as like Ariana Grande and all that, like just being right up there. If you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I think that too. Under- like. When you look at some of the features that he had that we didn't know about, like um, being through this with Miley Cyrus, you know, that if that song was released, I could hand on heart say that that would go to number one. Like people would eat that up. Um, his range, his versatility, his, you know, his ability to communicate with his fans is something that no other artist has or probably will ever have ever again. Uh, so I think in, in five years, it really would have been Juice's world, you know, not to be cliche, but 100%. he he would have taken over. 
completely. Good, I mean, in the in the in the uh, in the vault, uh, like leaks, like I get quite frustrated when I see people on like particularly hip hop Twitter, like Juice World is just a sad rapper, like like it's not though. This exactly, but like especially when you look at the leaks, these songs like Rental, Spanglish, all these kind of songs, they're absolutely amazing. And if they came out, they'd just be going up and up because hundred percent. I think yeah. a Juice World rock album would be better than Machine Gun Kelly and a better than well Trippy's Red wasn't really rock it was more like metal like, but I think it would be yeah ticket and t- yeah tickets to my downfall I think Juice World could have made a better rock album Juice could have linked up with some of the modern you know rock legends like Ozzy Osbourne you know he 100%. always would speak about yeah in, in that sort of genre so imagine if he would have been able to make a link between our parents era and his era like that would have been insane. Definitely. Well, speaking of Ozzy Osbourne, I was listening yesterday to, uh, well, Post Malone's got a song with him, and I think that Juice could definitely have done something like that. It would have been brilliant. Yeah. It's just like, I think that well, Travis Barker, uh, who was a drummer of Blink One Eighty Two, uh, which Juice was a massive fan of, like he said himself. He's obviously worked with Machine Gun Kelly. He's worked with Trippy Red, and I ever feel Annie and Dior. And I have a massive yeah. feeling that if Juice was alive, he, 100% he would have worked with him. And I think, oh, like, I think 100%. Juice would have done amazing on that kind of kind of album. It yeah. made it so easy for him to, like, make different songs. He just flowed Literally. on every single beat possible and sounded so easy. And, like, what other artists... I rapper out there with his versatility. What other artist has this many unreleased songs with the catalogue he has with different genres and different artists and... All that I've n- I've never seen anything like it. And um, when I first said this to my parents, and I showed them like interviews of, I uh, remember when Bibi said that they've got like four thousand songs or something. I can't I think something like that, and they just didn't believe it because there's I don't even think there's any other artist out there that's even got that that many unreleased songs, especially that Juice must have had that within two years, two three years. Especially with five years, if he was still alive, I think he would his potential would have gone on the roof for sure. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely uh, I see him as like it, it's very controversial, but like the Eminem of our days, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everyone share your favorite memories or concerts you've been to, and obviously, I know some of you haven't had the opportunity to do that, so we can also discuss our favorite freestyles, music videos, anything like that. Um, for me, I saw Juice World in 2019 at Leeds Festival. It was absolutely incredible. The vibes, immaculate. I wasn't as into him then as I am now, unfortunately. I should have cherished that more, but you know, hindsight is 2020. My favourite freestyle is the Campfire Freestyle or the Tim Westwood Eminem beats. Yeah, that that definitely showed his talent that yeah. um tim westwood freestyle because like even eminem said like he he couldn't even do that the fact that juice world could freestyle for an hour straight like exactly do you know do you know um, he had the audacity to start saying that he mocks juice world <laughs> On the freestyle, how oh, like seriously, oh, man? You just start a morning for half an hour, and you're telling us that that's freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the object freestyle? 
I actually haven't. I need to. But the thing with juice is what a lot of people don't realize is pretty much ever. Well, not like Death Race for Love and After. Pretty much every song he's recorded is a freestyle. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it was um, Death Race for Love. I'm pretty sure it was. He tweeted out. I remember the tweet. Can't remember when it was, but he said that he freestyled a whole album. Yeah, I also saw an old tweet that he wrote saying that sometimes he'll tweet lyrics that he hasn't even written yet. So he'll just think of like a a little phrase, he'll tweet it out and then go use that in a song. That was the the closest he ever like came to really writing down things on paper. But like, who could freestyle like him? Like, that's what I mean. This is why he is the artist of our generation and why so many people are just in awe of him. Like, it's not not normal to be able to freestyle like that. It was way too easy for him. I look at artists, like, there's some artists that I listen to and I think, oh, yeah, like, for example, Future, I think, who else have we got? We've got Young Thug, who's equal to him, in my opinion, anyway. But, like, with Juice, I can't see anybody who does what he does or, like, has like so many different genres so versatile could freestyle like there's nobody like him there just isn't we are going to have to round it up for today um because we're running out of time but i just want to you know let everyone know that next week we are going to be discussing leaks and how they affect what songs we get on future albums such as outsiders uh we're going to be discussing the bibby scheme and googly situation and the morality of you know buying a dead artist songs and leaking them on the internet can that be justified um and also we're going to have matt world from twitter as our guest feature next week so make sure to keep a lookout for that thanks for listening to and supporting our first episode make sure to follow wellcast on twitter turn notifications on and subscribe to our youtube channel thank you for watching peace out bye next time